welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest today is Bianca Blushing. She's worked in the cannabis products industry since 2004, first as a cultivator and provider of legal medical products to dispensaries, and today as the owner of her own dispensary and a cannabis use consultant. Welcome. I'd like to welcome a friend of mine, Bianca Blushing, to the uh, Back in Control Radio podcast today, and uh, she is going to give us a very interesting perspective on cannabinoids. She basically um, began her work in medical um, cannabis-derived products in 2004 as a cultivator and provider of legal medical products to dispensaries. Since then, she has owned a dispensary, become a cannabis use consultant, and established Uval, U-V-A-L Care, an online store and information resource for CBD products. She is passionate about communicating the health benefits of CBD in ways that everyone can understand. She lives with her partner, two horses, and a border collie in Reno, Nevada. So, Bianca, welcome. Happy to have you on. Oh, thanks so much, David. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So, the reason I'm having here is is fairly specific in a way, because I would just tell you unequivocally, doctors, most doctors, including myself, don't know that much about cannabis. And a lot of us have quite a bit of PTSD from the opioid fiasco in the 1990s. I was part of that. It was marketed to me. We thought it was, we felt guilty if we didn't prescribe opioids. And of course, as you all well know, um, it was a disaster. The cannabinoids, when they first came out, God, what, how long has it been, Bianca, since it started hitting the medical world, maybe 10 years ago? Yeah, 10 years ago, people became more aware of it, but it was really in the 1960s that the um, THC was discovered in the endocannabinoid system. So, so before they hadn't even broken out those two products before? I'm sorry, say that again. Was it before 1960, they hadn't even really broken out those two products before, like THC versus CBD, et cetera? Oh, no. Um, cannabis is ancient, right? It's as old as uh, records go back to 12,000 years ago in China, India. Uh, cannabis is, is a very old medicine. And only through prohibition, um, they started to... Um, not the people that that were uh, for prohibition, um, they they wanted to uh, paint the picture that cannabis was really bad, and so marijuana. The, um, it, now it was a bad thing because it now it now, now the, the Mexicans were pulled into this, and now. Um, they got a really bad reputation through this. That's how this word actually marijuana came to exist. It's actually a slang word. Really? I'm sorry, which slang, which slang word come from? Marijuana. So, so to give you uh, a background, so there's cannabis sativa. That's the plant that is ancient. Okay. And so now just recently we differentiate um, uh, bylaw was a uh, 2018 farm bill. There's now hemp okay. that is CBD dominant, and okay. there is um, there is marijuana that is THC dominant. I but see. they both come from the same plant. Got it. So what Bianca's going to do for me today is she's going to give me a tutorial, and I think you'll all benefit from it. But she's been in the business for a long time. She knows a lot. 
She's worked with me about the neuroscience of um, disease in general. And I can just have my first impressions maybe 2015 and 16 when Ken always came in to deal why the talk amongst physicians is, well, here's another disaster waiting to happen. And uh, we just got, we're very anxious about it. And the data was scarce. And the data still is, by the way, fairly scarce. But I think that most people or a lot of people, including physicians, are more comfortable with the idea of discussing the possibilities of using it. I will be really clear that the data still is a long ways to go as far as the purity of it, the dosing of it, the standardization of the, of the product. And there's over 100 different cannabinoid receptors in the body. So Bianca, can you just give us an overview about the different types of cannabinoids in the body? You said THC, which is for tetrahydro Cannabis. Okay. Cannabis. And that's one that has the psychiatric or the um, psychoactive effect, correct? That is true. Um, so you need to, uh, we need to look at THC first to better understand CBD. Okay. So, and that we all know um, what from the 60s, THC became famous through uh, people getting uh, not, not the term high, people uh, got intoxicated. And um, so then the industry, then CBD um, came not, not more to the forefront, not just recently in the last like uh, five years, two to five years. And um, everybody said that uh, CBD is non-psychoactive. But when you really look up what psychoactive means, it is a drug affecting the mind and um, it enters the blood-brain barrier. So, um, you know, they, they, the industry did this in order to differentiate THC from CBD because THC has such a bad rap. Right. Well, um, actually, a lot of it was justified too, correct? That, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I gotta tell you, THC, the negative rate. side effects. Right. Yeah, it's a problem. I mean, I had, I mean, here's the deal. I'll just have my overall college experience, I, I really use very little of it over the years, but I just watched dozens of friends of mine. Actually, you know, they they got relaxed and they lost the drive and they just dropped out of school or they went into different ways. They, they did not make it in pre-med. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it it is psychoactive and maybe help them make better choices. I don't know. But in general, I just want to be really clear was the hurdle for me has been as I have just a negative connotation to marijuana in general mm -hmm. and I didn't really realize the interesting CBD and then THC then you and I were talking about this earlier um, you know this friend of mine Jim Taylor back east who made it made a statement a few years ago that really there's so many cannabinoid receptors in the body they were all sort of cannabinoid deficient in, in today's modern diet yes. and he sort of felt that CBD or the or that part of the plant should be taken um, sort of almost like a vitamin which I thought was really interesting so we do know one thing for sure, that CBD is anti-inflammatory, correct? Yes, it is definitely anti-inflammatory, uh, anti-anxiety, anti-depressant. Um, CBD has a whole list. It's the other famous one. But let me just guide you to this a little bit, why we need to I know that there's a uh, now that THC sort of has a bad rep in the in the, in the industry and particularly in the medical industry, right? But right. Um, uh, THC has its place. For example, 
now uh, you spoke about that your colleagues or something they 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 um they got disinterested in something because maybe they consumed too much they now their their brain activity was not as um as a proactive now but if you are uh, not uh, somebody that experienced trauma before to forget the the trauma to forget about your pain is actually helpful and that's what thc does it's good for post-traumatic stress room it helps you to forget at the moment so you're there's this little euphoria you're just in the moment and you forget about your aches and pains or your issues that you're dealing with right that that is um, sort of like uh, the, the now there could also be a positive aspect of that particularly uh, particular plant compound called THC. CBD, just CBD is as now I say, or now like the industry starts now to accept now that we can say CBD is psychoactive as well but what it is not it is not intoxicating not hallucin uh now you don't start to hallucinate and now uh, um it's not psychedelic if you now now cbd is not thc it depends on how much you use it can have all of this and it can get you out of, away from your focus cbd is is more like you know when i am when I compare these two, sort of like think about them as more like sisters. Now, THC helps you to party, gives you a good time. You go out and uh, feel really good for a short period of time, right? CBD is more like an older sister that works, um, now takes care of your well-being in a, in a much more mature way. So there is not the forgetfulness. Um, it is uh, now it. it gives you much more of a focus. It actually enhances your inner dialogue. And now, and I want to point out what I really like that that now that uh, CBD is psychoactive in a positive sense. It is it is mood altering, and it now uh, it enhances your mood. It is mind altering a little bit not to the to the extent that thc is now um so and it always has to do also with the amounts you're using um so these two are the most famous one but what you said now earlier david now scientists have discovered over 100 different cannabinoids right and so there's a whole uh, cannabinoid system that exists and obviously like there's an opioid receptor system that exists and they exist in the body for a reason. And honestly, medicine really has not gone that deeply into why they exist, what they can or can't do. So going back to the THC just for a second, again, that's the drug that causes hallucinations and all sorts of um, mental mood altering effects. Mm -hmm. But I will say in the process of treating chronic pain, I mean, you know, my, you know, my concept that anxiety is not a psychological diagnosis. It's a driving force behind human behavior. We will do anything on this planet to avoid the sensation of anxiety because it's an inflammatory threat physiological state. So it's a million times stronger than your conscious brain. So we have this massive inflammatory reaction where help us as humans really to deal with it with rational means. That's what the whole dog journey is, as you know, is ways to process that stress. But when I was doing this myself in Sun Valley, um, I wasn't using cannabinoids, but I use a lot of benzodiazepines, which are also anti-inflammatory, the Xanax, the Valium, 
um, the Ativan, those types of drugs. And those have fallen out of favor. And I was incredibly effective with them. If you're being hammered with anxiety, you got to have a break. So when I've talked to Dr. Taylor in the past is that to me, the cannabinoids have a really nice place in this process because to heal, you got to have a little bit of space in your brain to actually process new information. You're being hammered with anxiety, not sleeping, et cetera. The CBD, and again, I know there's a lot of work to be done on the dosing and exact formulation about what does what, but it seems like it fills a really nice gap to help calm people down enough to actually start to heal. What do you think of that concept? Absolutely. Um, but CBD can do that for you without the intoxicating effect. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant. The, the CBD, not right? the THC. Right. Right. So we really have to distinguish that because there are still misconceptions out there that kind of mix them up. So really clearly, you can have um, you can have that support that you are after this break from the from the constant pain or agony that you're experiencing with CBD. But the experience with CBD, and, and you know, David, let me give you um, I let me speak out of my own personal experience how um, how it has changed me on my issues, my physical and emotional issues uh, with CBD. Um, so I had I have a spine that is my upper part of the spine is very straight, more now it doesn't have that natural curve in there. And when you know I like to ride horses, and when I ride or any. Uh, activity, uh, running, uh, my, my, between my shoulder blades, it starts to, uh, to hurt. And, and, I, and then it, what it happened, what used to happen, it goes up into my uh, head and I get a really extreme headache. So um, with my regular, so THC didn't work for me at all. Um, it, now it creates anxiety for me and my, my, um, you know, I, I could not even have this conversation with you in this interview right now. I would be just too self-conscious. CBD, what it has uh, helped me with, it's um, because I'm taking it regularly. And I think that's something that people really need to understand that regular use is the key to it. Um, so I'm taking it regularly. And um, it's, it's um, I become aware when my pain in my back starts to come on with little whisper, with a little signs of it, right? I become aware and, um, and I, my, my, I start to do something proactively for it. Like, so example, I do my, my spinal rolls and I, uh, now I notice that I'm more stressed than at other uh, days, you know? So I'm, I'm taking care of myself. Um, better. And so then it doesn't get into the full blown back pain and then into a headache. So it, now, and not just that it helps me in, uh, physically, but it also helps me uh, emotionally, sort of like there is a kind of communication within me that now uh, with CBD, it, um, it's uh, subtle. When, when, you know, people ask me, how do you know this CBD, right? So it's subtle. You need to, it's, it's almost like a new way of listening to 
your inner dialogue your uh, and now your body and uh, now and when as more as you do it as now and that's also what you teach as more as you practice something you can shift it and you now and then it gets better and better right well you, you bring, so let me ask you a question so there's a th <clears throat> the thing about cbd is attractive that i think it does help fill that spot that used to be occupied by the benzodiazepines which I still like, by the way, but it's really fallen out of favor with the medical profession. But the thing that really drives, um, the, the biggest driving force that makes people miserable is anxiety. So again, CBD is anti-inflammatory. Anxiety is a, an inflammatory process. It's not psychological, it's a physiological state. So the CBD is subtle because you're just lowering, lowering inflammation, taking the edge off the anxiety. For some people, it's quite dramatic. And it's, um, I think it's going to fill a niche. Again, we have probably five to 10 years before we really start figuring this out. But I think it's really critical, the first part of healing journeys to use medications. I'm not against medications at all. Um, I do think maybe in six to 12 months, what my observation was that once people really learn to regulate their own nervous system on their own, um, they don't need any medications at all. CBD might be different. I mean, Dr. Taylor might be right, is that, you know, we have 100 cannabinoid receptors. Our modern diet doesn't really include that product. And maybe it should be looked at more like as a vitamin than anything else. So, you know, I, I do like that perspective, but Anna, um, vitamins don't. Um, I mean, you tell me how your experience with vitamins, but I don't have like a, a more positive inner dialogue with that. Like if I take my vitamin C, I know now vitamin, uh, vitamin C and vitamin D going into the sun, it's, it's good for me. It lifts my spirit, right? But it's, um, there's still now because of entering the blood brain barrier, it now, it now it's, it, it is different. It's mood enhancing. Right. So you've been doing this since 2004, and you've seen a lot of changes take place in the industry. Um, on the second podcast, we're going to talk about really more about the specific types of cannabinoids and what you might, the different entities like sleep, stress, and anxiety that you might use for and how you might actually use them. But just, I'll just, just take a big step back and just look at the overall, you said since 2004, you've been in, in the business working in, in it. And one thing I think that you can actually offer people is you just see what does and doesn't work. You've talked to me before, the dosing is really, um, it's more or less of a titration process rather than absolute dosing. So I'm yes. just curious, since 2004, what have been some of the overall changes that you've seen in the industry? Oh, I like that question. Um, you know, 10 years ago, in, uh, in, uh, the industry catered to men in their 40s. Like that, that nah, it was all about men consuming cannabis and um and so women were totally not represented um so i was like one of the and i felt as a cultivator there were not many female cultivators there uh i um and now and women's needs were not represented so um one now, uh, now, so the industry has shifted with inviting CBD, you know, becoming more uh, now CBD conscious that it's there and what it can do for us. It has much more opened uh, now the door for women to consume cannabis. So this is an, a fun fact that I like to share. 
Did you know that women and men consume cannabis, um, not, not metabolize um, THC and CBD differently? Well, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because there's a huge, uh, we're just also learning through our study group from Sue Carter that um, women are grossly underrepresented in all medical research, mm-hmm. period, and that their metabolism differences are significant. Women w- women with the different hormones, estrogen, oxytocin, and the different other hormones just metabolize all medications differently than men do, but yes. they're not researched very well. So yeah, no, that's a big point. Yeah, it's a, now, so imagine now um, where we came from, you, where, where you had your first cannabis experience. Now, this is like men consuming, men can cons- metabolize it faster. So it moves through their system faster. When a woman comes in, she now she uses the same amount like a man does. And um, now it stays in her system much longer. So she's impacted much stronger by it. So now women need much less than men do. And you know, it's because of estrogen levels. Right, right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I just no, wish big, I could, everybody factor. could know that, that, right. uh, that uh, we have a very different metabolism when it comes to cannabis. Doesn't matter if it's THC or CBD. Right. So we're going to the second podcast. Can you just give me a range of things? Again, just to be clear to the audience, THC is the psychoactive component of the, I want to say the hemp plant. Is that correct? I, no, think about it again. Um, like a little pyramid on the top, you have cannabis, the cannabis sativa plant. That's the plant where hemp comes from and marijuana comes from. Hemp is CBD dominant and can only have 0.3% THC and marijuana is THC dominant and has more than 0.3% THC. Okay. So the other thing I like about CBD, which again is a big eye-opener for me, is that with opioids, you know, there's a high risk of respiratory depression and death, all sorts of things like that, withdrawals. And with the CBD, let's just take THC off the table for a bit. Mm-hmm. With CBD, yeah. um, the what we call a therapeutic safety margin is very, very high. In other words, you can essentially not overdose on CBD. Is that a fair statement? That is correct. The only risk that one would encounter if one uses other other medications. So there could be drug interactions. CBD moves through the liver. It's metabolized through the liver. And so, you know, most of medication moves through the liver. And then if you tox your liver, then uh, now you you can get uh, too much of a medication in your system. If one would just have TH and a CBD in your system, uh, I think... um, there, I don't think there's any, um, I've never heard of anybody dying from, right. uh, from an overdose of CBD. And, and you can also, they call it like there is, now I heard about when you, when you think of, of addiction, now CBD is like coffee. It's more like a personal choice in regards to addiction. And with THC is now there is something where people could get addicted and it's one of 10 um, now where they, they feel like, and it's more mentally than physically. Right. Yeah, I mean, last year alone, I mean, I've watched this data go up every year for the last five years, but last year we're now approaching 100,000 opioid deaths a year right now. It's brutal. Yeah. 
And again, not an issue with cannabinoids at all. So we're going to talk with you on the next podcast about um, what's, what's it indicated for it, how you figure out what to use, how do you intelligently talk to your person who's, that you're buying the medications from. Um, so just really briefly, as far as I know, you can use it for depression, anxiety, and sleep, and focus are the four things I'm aware of. What, what else can you use the CBD for? For CBD, um, you know, now let's dive into this in the next, um, because you can list all the now the different um, things that are CBD is good for, but that's not really how one should like, you're not after the next, now what is it really good for? You need to think about CBD and the hemp plant as an overall well-being that supports your well-being. It, now helps you to self-repair. So to create back a place of homeostasis, which is self-healing and rebalancing your, your emotional, your mental, and your physical state. Mm-hmm. So now to always go for looking what it it's it's just another the next study, right? But yeah. I think that is not as important as to understand how it can help us um, as, an, uh, as a wellness um, support and self-repair and self-healing process. No, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. So Bianca, as far as um, what Bianca has to offer, by the way, as far as I know, and I'll let you um, correct me, is that um, Bianca has lots of experience helping people make decisions and adjusting dosages and stuff, picking the right, picking the right um, medication. So she does a lot of consulting type work. She also um, has a dispensary where they really are careful about the quality of their products and the dosing. So Bianca, how do we access your services? Uh, So I have an online CBD store where we offer um, products and also information. And I'm uh, I'm very passionate about sharing my uh, my, uh, knowledge. And so I give free consultation as well, but it's uvalcare.com. What's it called? Yuval Care. Yuval, U-V-A-L-C-A-R-E.com. Yuval Care. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Well, um, Bianca, any last words for us? Um, with CBD, experience less stress, more happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well, thank you very, very much. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate your time. I'd like to thank our guest. Bianca Blushing, for being on the show today and for sharing the history of the cannabis industry and the different types of cannabis and their healing properties. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.backincontrol.com. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.